What's going on, everyone? Hope you're all having a great day. I got some exciting news for you. The After Party is now sponsored by TextBot, a text platform that allows you to get paid $100 to $500 payments all day, every day, all by the click of a button. TextBot's main feature is Ava, an automated assistant designed to make your TextBot experience flow smoothly and get you paid all day long. Click on the link in the description to find out how to get started. The After Party is also brought to you by Big Home Business. BHB is the latest and greatest email marketing tool designed to get you paid all day, every day, like Chili's Happy Hour. My good friend Angel created this platform to directly streamline the emails of everyday people like you and I and turn those emails into cold hard cash in your bank account. Angel always has this saying, it makes me laugh all the time. He says, yo, just get them in and get out of the way. BHB is tailor-made for you to make money while sleeping, eating out, uh, watching a movie with your family, on a date, you know, wherever and whatever you're doing, BHB is doing the work for you. Look, we're all going through tough times right now. Having a couple extra hundred bucks in your pocket a month, sometimes even a week, will make all the difference in the world for people like you and I. All you have to do is click on the link in the description, create a free account, and watch a short video. Simple, right? Make sure you check out our sponsors ASAP to get started and start getting paid right away. I had a uh, I had an intern last time. Well, he was one of the artists, but he was yeah. just pressing record. It made it so much easier. Yeah. Um, did I fuck up your audio when I walked on the steps when you were doing that one thing? No, else? so this microphone is really good. Like, really, really oh, good. Okay. It Hell picks yeah. up everything. So I pretty much just use... I export the audio and then put it on... Or send, sync it with the video. Yeah, no, that's great. Do you do the clapping thing? To, so it's like uh nah, nah that's what we do we clap and then that's the start but whatever works it's gotta be pretty easy since you just yeah you know, I literally just go through it it only sucks when you're clipping like the clips for social media yeah you gotta go back through and with Final Cut you don't have the multi-view it's the side by side yeah so it's shitty but I got Adobe Pro now so, so you're chilling yeah I started learning it and it was uh, um, in section 2 I found a 5 hour class Masterclass, dude. That's a it's essential, but it's gonna suck. But if you break it up into like an hour each day or something, or like thirty minutes over ten days, you're yeah. chilling. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I'm ready whenever you. No, we we're starting. Oh we're here, shit, we're here, right? we're, here. Yeah, we're here. Okay, we're okay, bet. All right, this is hell the yeah. After party. Man. Hell yeah, this we're, is the after we're party. about it. We're about yeah. it. How I love you doing? I'm How good. Doing? I'm just chilling. Yeah. And had a good day so far. <laughs> had a great day. A great, great day. I can't complain. You have been meeting for hours. Yeah, dude. I thought it was gonna be like a thirty minute thing, dude. He just kept talking, and every time he, so this is how he explained. He explained like what do you do, which like. For the people who don't know, it's like he this guy runs uh visual production, his name's Byron Hutchinson. He runs visual production for music festivals and for uh like concert venues and stuff and he like installs the equipment, like the cameras, the lights, the sound, and everything, but he's really into the visual side. So much I didn't know. This man would just like he would talk about one thing and I'd be like, Oh, so that's what you do. That's like it, that's what you do, that's pretty cool. And then he would expand and like this happened <laughs> over like two hours, it felt like. But um, it's insane. One of the things I learned is that at some shows, the lighting and everything is done active during the show. So they hit all the effects to the beats and everything, and they just do it to the show. Like, of course, if you're going to, like, some crazy dubstep concert, yeah. like, crazy, crazy dubstep, like, for example, Excision, they're insane. But um, he said that all their stuff is pre-made. But there's this guy, um, Chuck Diesel, Cincinnati 
EDMR's biggest shout out Chuck yes, Diesel. Shout out Chuck Diesel. He is the biggest Cincinnati EDM artist right now that I know currently, but uh, this is what Byron said as well, so I assume that's true. And uh, he kind of just like built his way from the ground up in Cincy. They, he met Byron, they got together, and when they got together is when uh, he was able to take his shows to the next level. It just wasn't some guy performing some crazy music, people getting hyped to it. Uh, he was able to have like, just like that extra element, you know, like going from 2D to 3D. It's like that extra right. dimension that really just expanded everything. And uh, it's insane to hear their story because, like, that's the route that I kind of want to go down to. So instead of just, like, having to do trial and error, it's like, okay, what did you guys do? What worked for you? Let me see if that worked for works for me. Yeah, so I'm super excited to see what comes of it. Yeah, um, seems like you guys really connected from what I could hear. I was oh, I, yeah. I was napping. Yeah, yeah, I came down. I was like, oh shit, was he sleeping? <laughs> no, I was dead asleep for a second, but that that's my time to like shut my brain off because yeah. I'm going twenty four seven. Of course, seven. of course, we yeah. all are. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have that time. You gotta give some time yourself. Even if it's twenty to forty minutes, you gotta do it. Oh, for know? sure, dude. Those are the best naps. The short ones, bro. You wake up and you're really like, oh are. my god, I'm alive again. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. It's some good shit. But that man, seriously, I'm telling you guys, Byron Hutchinson, Byron Hutchinson and Chuck Diesel, bro, look them up. They are insane, absolutely insane. They run. If you guys are from Cincy or aware of Cincy, they, uh, Byron, he does part of the Blink Light Show as well, which is like a two-year festival that is just like absolutely insane. It brings in like over a million people from outside of Cincy, not just or outside Ohio, not just Ohio, like a million people outside. So, uh, not this. 20, not this 2020, but in 2021, it happens again. Get your tickets. It's crazy. Actually, it's free, I think. It's free. Just show up. Just, Just show, show up. up. Just show go. up. All right. This is Ryan. Ryan, what's your last name? Hard I, gotta, I forgot yeah. the intro you Hardshorn. 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 Yeah. This is Ryan Hardshorn. He's one half of DMP. If you guys don't remember, we interviewed J.R. Connerty back in December. Well, this is Ryan Hardshorn. He's the second half. It's a graphic design. Well, we actually created a name. Yeah, for yeah. What, uh, what do you call it? Something curator. Like it was an environmental a curator. digital environmental curator. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Yeah, so what I try to do is uh, it's hard to describe. I make environments in uh, Cinema 4D, which is a program that if you guys are trying to do anything visual related, definitely jump into it. It's really hard to learn. You're going to suck dick for like <laughs> probably two and a half months. But once you get, like, through the threshold and you start understanding and you start, like, riding the bike again, or not riding the bike again, but start getting, like, your feet moving, oh, my God, it's a life changer. It's so amazing. I can't wait to try Yeah, no, seriously, I'm being dead ass. Like, this shit is the game changer. Like, you can do Premiere Pro, you can do Sony Vegas, you can do Final Cut, you can do After Effects, but none of it will be able to elevate your game like Cinema 4D. So what about it makes it different than, you know, uh, in Adobe? Or a final cut? Is it a blank canvas, so to speak? Or Yeah, literally. You just let your mind go wild. You, like, when you open it up, there's literally nothing in front of you. There's a whole bunch of buttons. Some like I've been working with Cinema 40 hardcore for like two years, but overall probably about like five years, but just like really limited for those first three years. And um, just like the difference that it makes is unreal because you can, when you're in After Effects, most of the time, I'll say most of the time because there are people who like go out into After Effects and just create something completely new on their own. But most of the time, 
they're taking clips that they had shot or clips that someone else shot or maybe like um, clips from like a movie or something and editing those together and like it's sick right but when you're in cinema 40 you make what you want so it's like really just exp- it expresses the artist more I think in other ways because you, you really tap into the mind of the artist and like what they're thinking uh, through their creation and it's just literally I cannot vouch for it enough I cannot vouch for it enough it's the best thing that's ever happened to me is it like a one time payment or is it annual monthly how does it work so you can get students pricing um, you can it's so if you guys have ever looked at software packages they're crazy expensive because their main market isn't the individual user it's a company Company or like something with many people working together or maybe like a school or something and that's why they maybe like fifteen hundred dollars for like 20 licenses or something i'm not going to say it but there are other ways around this scenario (laughs) Allegedly, um, allegedly, 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 there are other ways around the scenario. Personally, I may or may not know, but maybe a Google search will, will help you out, <laughs> or like a YouTube search or something, and uh, you can kind of just find the path your own way. Um, I have never had any issues with the pathway that I had taken, so just kind of go with it see what see what you can do and i really do recommend it to anybody who wants to get into digital creation so yeah that's insane yeah yeah how did you get started you know creating digitally as you as you call it yeah so um like freshman year of high school i was playing call of duty and i was with my friend larry or lorenzo or whatever you want to call him and um he was like, hey, man, you want to help me shoot some cinematics for this Call of Duty video? I was like, what do you mean? Cinematics? What is that? He's like, just go in a private match with me and just run where I tell you to run, and I'm going to follow you with, like, the <laughs> spectator camera or whatever. And I was right. like, okay. So I did that, and then um, I was like, okay, whatever. Didn't hear from him, like, two days. You know, he lived, like, in New York or something. I'm in Ohio. Like, we're just playing with each other when we play. And then he messaged me on Xbox. He's like, look at this video I made. I see the video. I'm like, dude that's amazing even though it was absolutely horrible i was like 14 at the time i was like that is so cool like i want to do that and so he basically explained to me like i needed like this program this program this program got them started working everything i made was absolutely horrible but i had fun you know like my favorite process is not knowing what you're gonna do then just like trying to figure a way out you figure it out and like oh my god now i finally have like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, I know where I'm going with this. And once I get there, it's amazing. And then you finish it, and it's great. So after that happened, I got super into it. I told my parents about it. They were like, what's going on? This is like in 2012, 2011, right. by the way. Long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. Like, before Cole Bennett, before, like, any... Like, the only thing that was popular, like, regarding digital creation, besides, like, movies and stuff, was literally call of duty edits it was phase clan and like optic and like soar those three like those were the ones like people saw and like oh my god like they're doing this and like a bunch of people started doing it of course all those kids were like in high school at the time so a lot of them kind of like fell off you know got into the real world yeah. got into college got into jobs maybe they just didn't like it that doesn't matter but for me it always stuck with me i started like i uh when i was 15 
so I was 14 and then when I turned 15 I was like a sophomore in high school and I got to take my first digital media class uh, Mr. Lewis the greatest man ever I'm gonna get a short tangent here I don't want to spend too much time Mr. Lewis was like the only person who saw what I did and there you go all the time in the world You're yeah true so uh, Mr. Lewis was the uh, he saw what I did and he was an expert at Photoshop like absolutely disgusting at Photoshop he didn't use After Effects too much which is what I use but disgusting so he basically, one day I got the courage, because I never told anybody about this. Like, I was freshman, sophomore in high school. Like, you know, I was I kind of like a little insecure, I guess, about that stuff. Because right. that's not like what the cool I mean, kids bro, are doing yeah, and you stuff. you were young, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So you can't really cut yourself. Just like, yeah. Ex- keep going. Keep exactly. Going. So um, I didn't tell anybody about this. And then one day I worked with the courage. And I was like, maybe Mr. Lewis will appreciate this. So I showed it to him, and he was blown away. He thought I had used presets to do all my effects and everything like he thought i had just used like the default presets like with all the sliders adjusted all like the um blending modes changed everything and i was like presets what are presets what like I, I didn't even know that they were <laughs> wow. a thing right wow so when I, when i told him that he was like wait so you actually went and like did all this on your own and i was like well i watched some like youtube videos so i mean i guess i kind of did it on my own but i was kind of like taking other people's ideas right and he's like no like you're using the tools that are given to you. Like you're not stealing ideas, you're just learning about the program. So when he told me those things, my confidence shot through the roof. I was like, oh my God, like this, like I feel good about myself for doing this. Like this is something that literally no one else in the school could have done. Like if they put the time into it, they could have, but no one else was doing it. So fast forward to my junior year, I was at um, soccer and uh, it was like in August, I think it was like the first week of August or something. We had a practice, we just practiced, and um, we like got together at the end, whatever, like talk about what we were gonna do, like we had a scrimmage coming up or something. And uh, my coach, Mr. John Stubbs, also an important figure in my life, but that's besides the point. He told us that Mr. Lewis had died in a motorcycle accident, some freak motorcycle accident, um, like the day before, and I had just lost it, you know? Like wow. I literally had just lost it. First person I ever lost in my life, super hard, and I like at that point I didn't have like anybody else to like show to so I just kind of like stayed low-key I didn't really do anything with it for a long time and then fast forward like freshman year of college I kind of got into it a little bit again like I had been a long break and I like did one thing on my own I was like oh this is fun like I forgot how good this is and then um I just kind of did like a bunch of little projects like just for myself and then I kind of stopped because I had school going on. I was working. I had a bunch of stuff going on. And, of course, social life. Like, the school life, social life, and working, like, that takes up, like, almost all your time. And then right. you have to sleep on top of that? Hell no. Right. So that was going. And then I started a internship. Did that for, like, a year. It was perfectly fine. Loved the people there, but I knew it wasn't for me. So I was right. like, I need to find something else. And I was like, what do I actually enjoy doing? Like, I looked at all the things I would do or like research or look into when I didn't need to. And I like found like a couple of things. Like I liked looking at uh, stats of uh, like sports and stuff and like comparing them. I liked the digital media and there's like something else I was thinking about, but it was just like a backup thing, you know? So I was like, okay, I could either become like some type of analyst or a like digital creator. And I was thinking about the analyst. I'm like, well, I don't even like my internship, which is like information systems, which is kind of statistics, but for a company rather than like a sports team. Right. 
And, like, would I really like it that much more? Like, my favorite team is the New York Knicks. They're dog shit, I know. But <laughs> Sorry for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a rough, long time. <laughs> long time. <laughs> but anyways, um, like, my dream job would have been to be, like, an analyst for the Knicks, right? Sure. And I'm like, what are the chances of that happening? Probably lower than being, like, a digital creator. Because that's, like... I could be working for that job and I could get stuck somewhere in like another firm or another company while I'm trying to build up my resume to get there and then maybe like I get comfortable and I'm just mm-hmm. chilling and I'm just living day to day life which is not what I want to do. So I dropped that off. I was in my last year of college and I called my parents and I'm like yeah I'm dropping out. And they're like what? They're like you have two semesters left just finish. I'm like no because if you just finish what's the next step? Just find a job. And then if you find a job, it goes back to the comfortability thing. Again, stuck in, like, some place I don't want to be. So they, like, were super pissed at me. And, or not, like, pissed, but they are just, like, thought I was making a dumb decision, mm-hmm. you know? And to me, like, I thought I was making a dumb decision, too. I didn't really have a plan of what was going to happen, yeah. you know? I was just, like, I know that this is not what I want to do. So um, after all of that had happened and I dropped out, I met or i talked to jr the other half of dmp shout out jr yes jr amazing man literally like cannot speak highly enough for him but uh he me and him i tweeted out who wants to go to lyrical lemonade music festival because it was like the first one that they had and i like quoted their tweet or whatever and i said who's trying to go he replied to me i had not talked to him since high school at that point so this is like three years later we played just a little backstory we played high school soccer on a club team together um, for like three and a half years or something like that. And we were super tight then, just went to different colleges, we went to different high schools, so like once we like went our separate ways, we just didn't really talk to each other, we kept in touch like on social media or whatever, but we went to this festival, right, and when we were driving down, because we're in Cincinnati, or he was in Cincinnati, I was in Dayton, but when we were driving from Ohio to Chicago, uh, I started telling about my friend, Noah Price, who makes music, Prano, P-R-A-H-N-O, another shout out, amazing, amazing kid, uh, super talented, production and vocals, vocal-wise, kind of sounds like a, uh, a, a nav a little bit, not really, but a little bit. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, um, Keep talking, I'm gonna yeah. shut the camera over. I got you. And, um, so we're driving there, and I'm telling him about Noah, and I'm like, yeah, dude, so I'm just, like, thinking about, like, shooting music videos and stuff for him, because that's a long drive, like, you gotta find some shit to talk right. about, so, Something. yeah, and I knew JR was into photography, like, I'd seen his pictures on Instagram and stuff, and I was like, those are really good, and I was like, maybe you could uh, t- shoot some shots or, like, take some pictures with us, and he's like, actually, me and my friend Trevi Leon, who doesn't make music really anymore, which is kind of sad, it's amazing, but, uh, he uh, told me about how he planned on shooting a music video with him. So I was like, oh, shit. Like, maybe me and you work on Noah's video and Trevi's music video together to, like, kind of get some creative bounce back going from and each other. And this was about what year was this? Uh, whatever the first Summer Smash was, so like 2017, I think. Okay. I think it was 27, summer of 2017. Right. And so we had just, like, talked about it or whatever, and then... um maybe we get back from the festival like we didn't talk much about it after that but maybe like a month later i was 
I was seeing a girl from no oh a month later we talked about it again and we were like kind of planning stuff out but still it's just like one of those things like there's been plenty of times you ever talk about hanging out with somebody and then like just kind of doesn't happen right. so nothing happened and then maybe like in 2018 like some spring of 2018 somewhere around there I had came down to see this girl from that goes to UC and uh, she was going to class and uh, we were supposed to like hang out for that day so while she was at class I was like I need something to do I just don't want to sit at her place by myself right so I hit up JR and I'm like hey man you want to like hang out for a couple hours and so we go and hang out we go and we free climb this this abandoned building actually which was super cool like we had to literally climb up this thing it was so tall but uh I went up there he busts out his camera and starts taking pictures I'm like okay like we should do this like on a regular basis and uh we were like trying to think about like what direction would we go would it be for fun or for seriousness so at this point in 2018 we are both out of college at this point we both have been through the process we both like agreed with ourselves personally uh on like a single basis between like separated from each other that it wasn't for us right right so after that uh we were like okay we should probably try to take this a little bit seriously and just see what happens what's good mike and um after that uh we came down and we would start shooting music like a music video for trevi taking pictures and everything and it just kept getting a little more serious. And, like, at this time, we hadn't discussed, like, how important it was to each of us. But we both knew that it was important to us. Right. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, dude, like, this is, like, I want to do this so bad. Like, this is the route I want to take. But I didn't want to, like, come off super strong and, like, right, you try to make guy, like, you know, let's Yeah, like, on, I didn't want to force him into something. Yeah. I didn't know really how he felt. Like, I knew he liked it. But Jared's, like, such a nice, uh, good guy that he has like a positive energy towards anybody who has a positive energy right so since i knew that i'm like i don't really know how it feels out of the blue one day i get a text it's like like this long on the screen right. explaining <laughs> about like everything how he feels and everything right. i'm like dude this is the exact same thing i'm thinking he's like all right well when should we when should you move to cincinnati when should we start this literally like three well, weeks later we found uh, this place on Probasco Street and like signed the lease and everything, got it going. So this is 2019 now, this is January 2019 when we signed this lease. We are like, okay, we gotta get some shit going before we move in together. Like we gotta have everything prepared when you have all like things set up and ready to go. So like, what's the first thing we can do? Well, we need money. So we need money to get cameras, green screen, stabilizers, lights, um, LED, like, color wands everything what can we do for that one we both have to work a ton so we're both working our asses off at our jobs and uh second we also need even more money because like that's our personal money we need like dmp money so what we do is we try to order these hats from lids fuck lids fuck lids i know they're going out of business now but fuck lids (laughs) We kind of kicking them while they're down. Literally, bro, dude, I don't, I don't care. They fucked us over so hard. <laughs> we order these hats right, and um, we order like thirty of them or something. I can't remember, but it was like five hundred dollars for them because these are nice hats. Like they are uh, the old forty seven hats. They had uh, embroidered stitching and like multicolor, super nice hats. 
we're not hearing back from anybody for a while. This happened, we did this in February, like in well, February. It gets to the beginning of April, we're not hearing anything from anybody, right? Right. So we're like getting a little worried, so we start emailing some people like, where, what's going on, like where are our hats? And they tell us that the store that we had ordered them from was shut down because they were, the right. whole company is going out of business. And we were told that they were sending our order to another store to complete it. So like, okay, no worries. Like, we understand that's got to be like a lot going on and it's going to take some time. Like, obviously there's other orders. We don't want to just think about ourselves. Like, there's other people going on. So we wait another month, don't hear anything. And so I'm getting like heated at this point, right? Because we, we I had talked up these hats. We had shown them to people because we got pictures of them and we're like getting pre-orders and everything to our friends. And... Uh, we hear that there's only like eight of them made out of the 30 that we ordered. So we end up getting those eight, but we don't get the other 22 and we don't get our money back, which like, that's why fuck Liz. If they would give us our money back, completely right. fine. You exactly. know? Right, because that's a respectable thing to do. Right. But we didn't get our money back and so we got those eight hats. So we can't sell those hats to make a profit at that point, right? Because right. we're already down $500. And so like, that just like is just like a shot in the foot when we're trying to start up you know and so next we're like okay fuck it we just gotta move fast like you can't hold on to the like what the bad things can't hold a great grudge exactly yeah. so we start doing like um like uh song covers like cover art for people and everything getting like maybe like 20 25 dollars here and there 30 bucks and we save up enough money for uh Oh, also, we ran an Instagram that brought us, like, $200 a month, which was a saving fucking grace. How'd you do that? Uh, JR Connect. He was already running Instagram, and he did the most selfless thing, and those $200 I was supposed to go into him, he just put it into DMP every month. So we had a consistent, like, $200 is not a lot of money whatsoever. That is a lot for a startup. Exactly. Like, and it's consistently coming Mm in. I'll take that every time. So we get that. We save up money. We get like our green screen and our lights and everything, and then next is upgrading our lenses. We get our lenses, everything's going good, and like this is August at this point. So like when we moved into this house in August, that was like, that's like the start of DMP for us. Like we started it before, but that's like all preparation right. to get to this point. And um, we have this super talented artist that we work a lot with, uh, named Frez. Shout out Frez, he lives here. He's shout homie. out Frez, I don't know where he's yes. at. But shout him it's out. just Frez B. It's just Frez B on Instagram. <laughs> Seriously, goon, bro. You need to look up all the songs. Nina, Flower Boy, Say Deuce. Uh, what's the other one? Downsize. 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 Right. Every single one of those, you need to go and listen to them a hundred times. Turn this podcast off and go listen to it right now. Yes, dude. I, if this is the last and thing. And then come need, back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, they're so good. Un, like insanely talented anyways so we started working with him a lot uh getting like just pictures done and we're just doing a bunch of diy stuff you know we since knowing we don't really know anybody down here too much we're just making stuff for ourselves, waiting for people to come to us right so um dmp has started we're getting it going we started making we made shirts they sold out like in like a week and a half we had well, them all sold except for like we wanted to keep a couple like mm-hmm. one for everyone in the house and then just like just to keep a couple just like for like the nostalgia I guess you know so we no, have like yeah, we have like have one to. we have like one extra shirt left or something right. and uh, ever since then dude it's just been like a grind like 
literally a grind. Like, when I mean a grind, like, when I say grind, I mean, like, yeah, it's a grind. It's a grind. And when I, like, for you guys, listen, if you think you're grinding and you're not staying up till seven o'clock in the morning to get something done or to push yourself to the next level, you may be grinding, but you're not grinding as hard as me. And he's one of the hardest workers in the digital creator space. I exactly. can personally vouch for that. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it. Especially like another pro tip, I think. I say I'm a pro. I'm not really a pro. But another good tip. Yourself, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot kind of just a little bit. But if you make something and you think it's good, which everything you should have confidence and like enjoyment in everything you make, and there's nothing wrong with making something that other people think is not as good as it should be. But if you can look at your work after you make it, because whenever I make something, I'm like, this is amazing. I'm a god. Like, this is great because I'm the only person who can make like other people can make it. But I'm the only one who came up with this idea to in, make in this. In your own head, yeah. Yes. If I do that, and when I'm done with that, I can literally watch the video and be like, this part is shit, this part is shit, I can do better here, I can do better here. If you can't take one thing out of every single thing you make and find something wrong with it, you're never gonna, you're never gonna jump. Well, there's always something, even if it, no matter how many views it gives, there's always something that you see wrong with it. You're like, man, I could have took this opportunity here, I could have, you know, tweaked this here, but Mm -hmm. no, I just wanted to, you know... just like put it out like deadlines are another thing deadlines are important but they should not be the end all be all if you're working if you're a visual artist and you're working for a musician and now when it gets like i've never worked with like labels or anything so i don't know how like if that shit gets but if you're like coming up and you're working for another musician and they say and you tell them give me 10 days give me 10 days to finish it i'll have it done and on day eight, day nine, you're like, I just don't feel, I don't feel like, I feel like I can do better. Like, you're like, I feel like I can do better. You, you text, you DM that artist and be like, hey man, I need four more days. And most of the time they'll be chill because they, this their product too. It's your product, but it, it represents them. Exactly. You know what I mean? So they also want the best thing. Never pressure yourself on deadlines to get something done. Always go for the best quality that you can get. So... That shit is just like... That's something that I got to fight every day because I'm like, oh, I can put this out here, but I can put it out here on this day. But when those days start creeping up, you know how it is as a creator. You're like, ah, you know, give, like, me, like, give me like five more days. Yeah, you know? please. Let me get away from the computer, then come back. Let me see what it looks like. Yeah, you like know? let me get a I breath of fresh understand. air. Yeah. yeah. It's a challenge. It's a challenge, especially if, you know, you are starting to monetize and, you know, you want to make it the best, but you also want to... Get product, get, yeah, yeah cuz like create you, a system to continually get money. Yeah. yeah. That's why the best decision I used to when I made something I used to make it and then post it. You want to make something and just like hold on to it for a little bit, see, see kind of like your ideas yeah. settle and everything and then even if you make something and then you just start making something else before you post it, that's even better because then you have that one in your back pocket waiting while you're making something else so then like, let's say you finish the second one, so I post the first one. You post the first one, you got the second one in your back pocket for, like, another week while you're making something else, mm-hmm. and it gives you just more time to keep that content floating. You got to keep, like, a little treasure chest, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, there's just, like, it's just a crazy, it's just a crazy experience that, uh, personally, I've gone through, 
given up I gave up a lot you know I gave up friendships relationships a really nice job uh almost a four-year degree and like mental health like literally like I gave up a lot of stuff and it was three years of just like fucking hell dude just like hell not even because of other people just like because like a battle in my head of just like am I making the right decision like will I even be able to do this I was really just like doubting myself and that's the worst thing you can do but you know if anyone's going through that shit you just gotta day by day just what can you do better today than you did yesterday it's such a corny thing to say but it's, it's so the most true. real thing so to say true, too. Yeah. It's the most real thing to say. So true. It's insane. You gotta you gotta figure out something that you can grind every day. You don't have to necessarily like it every day, mm-hmm. but that you can grind every day. Exactly. You, you gotta put time in. Yeah. As a uh, my man, um, No Cloud. I don't know him personally. He's a rapper. He's a song called All Black, and in his song All Black, he says. Uh, you didn't put in half the work I did when I was 15. <laughs> Literally, bro. I told you guys at the beginning. I was 15. Grinding that shit. The, staying up till 6 a.m. like I do now. When I was 15 years old. And there's nothing wrong with starting now. Like, it doesn't matter what age you are when you start. Just like, did you start and did you do it? So yeah. just put in the work. And if you're having a bad day, just think it's just today. It's just today. Once tomorrow comes, the sun will rise again. You'll wake up. You may feel like shit that day, but there's another day coming after that. True. You just always got to just keep keep your head up. Keep your head up, kid. Yeah. Every time. Talk about those days creatively, though, when it's shit. When it's shit creatively. How do you bounce back? Because I know you okay. spend hours on the, com- on the computer. Dude, like dude, I and so I'm just sitting know. there looking at, like, is something going to happen? And I'm, yeah. saying, no, I'm not touching anything. I'm like, something going to happen? But uh, there are a couple of things I do personally. And I recommend and I don't recommend these. Everyone's different for inspiration. First thing is I'll watch other people's edits, music videos, like anything on YouTube. You can find literally anything edited. I'll watch it, see if... You never want to copy someone's like whole idea or theme or anything. But if they have one idea in there, it could spark one idea in your head. That will lead to like 50, 50 more. Exactly. So watching other people's work and respecting and appreciate that you never want to create a toxic competition. Exactly. Healthy competition's good. Like if I see someone I'm like looking up to them like I'm gonna catch you and then when I catch them, I'm on to the next person, you know? That's healthy competition. But uh second is I'll drive around, listen to music. Life itself, the environments, has so much inspiration. Even in, like, the rough parts of town, the nice parts of towns, like, the middle of the city, the middle of nowhere, you can get inspiration anywhere. So just drive around, just, like, clear your head, look around, um, and just kind of, like, feel yourself. Third thing, and this is the one I don't recommend to most people, but it worked for me in plenty of scenarios, is when I was, like, battling through, um, like, super hard times, and, like, I just wasn't, like, in the right mental, uh, like, space... I would literally, like, try to make myself as sad and as depressed as possible, and that shit would, like, I would be feeling so down that I would need to pull myself out right, and how did I do that? By creating something that I loved. Hmm. So, I would, and then at that point in time, if I didn't feel that way, I wasn't creating, because I had attached creativity with, like, my sadness, I guess, 
And it's like another thing. It's like so corny to say, but like it really is what but it that is. That shit is true though. You see on you see on Twitter like a lot of people tweet sad shit for clout, man. Literally, it's like bro, like all right, you're gonna get caught in that same cycle of sadness, and now that's how you're monetizing yourself. So you're gonna end up depressed all the time. And people see like, that shit, bro. Like but, I would never. Like, I would never, like, tweet or, like, expose myself about being in a hard time, which, if people need that... Well, there's, it's healthy to a certain degree. Yeah, well, I would do it to, like, per, like personally, you know, uh, like, right. yeah, like, I'm not putting that shit on Twitter, not because, like, I want to show people the best version of me, just, it's just because that's a personal battle with me, it's not right. anyone exactly. else's, like, space to kind of, like, come in, you know, but, uh, I would never, going back to how I attach sadness to my creativity... I would literally only create when I was super sad, and I consciously, consciously knew that, and, uh, once I, like, and it helped me so much, like, it literally saved me, it literally saved me because I was able to see what I could do, and, um, once I realized that I didn't, like, need that sadness or whatever to, like, push myself to the next level, I was like, okay, I really can make this something special and it took me to be like all the way at the bottom rock fucking bottom dude like rock fucking bottom and i know like if someone knew my exact life story they'd be like well your life wasn't that hard compared to mine or some shit like that and that may be true but from my personal perspective i was at the lowest everybody has their own bottom exactly i was at the lowest i could have possibly have been and um when this time was around was when I ran to JR again and we started like talking everything and it like really helped me and if I never would have used art to help me like mentally stabilize I would never have had that kind of like connection or like the things that I made to like propel me and that's why I, I always appreciate those times some people hate it you may be in those times right now and you hate it but one day you're gonna get out of it you're gonna look back and you're like, God damn, I didn't I would not be here if I wasn't sitting on the floor, you know, just depressed as hell, didn't know what to do. It's just I don't know. I know everyone goes through like the same or like how do I say this? We're all the same, right? We're, We're all the same, same but journey. different. We're yeah. all the same but different, right? Mm-hmm. And if I feel if I feel this way and went through this and I know I've seen other people, but I know for a fact everybody goes through the same the same shit, right? Because without good, or without bad, there's no good. Without sad, there's no happy. Yeah, exactly. So it's just one of those things. Use it to your advantage. Use it to your advantage. That's what I did. I didn't realize I was doing it at the time. But in the end, it's one of those things I would never go back in time to change anything. You know? People say, Do you have any regrets in like movies and stuff before they like, killed the person? Like, I have no regrets. Like, that's <laughs> that's how I feel, you know? Like it was hell for three years. Three years, but we're here now. Look, I'm Jay Chillin'. Jay Chillin' Jay on the Chillin'. block. <laughs> Jay Chillin' on the block. For sure, man. You should be proud of yourself. Oh, dude, it's one of those things I am proud, but I know I can do better. You know? Yeah. It's like I'm proud for where I've gotten. But I'm not not stopping. Hell, Wait, no. you're pretty damn good. So like, you should you should be proud. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just another thing about social media and creating, bro. Like, I'm sure like you can you can go on YouTube and see Joe Rogan's podcast. That should have a million views in a day. Yeah. And like, god damn, bro. Like when I go and see someone, like I follow so many art people on Instagram. I'll see them. I'm like, god damn, bro. I have so much work to do. Yeah. 
You can't look at, you can't, I used to think, damn, I'll never be able to do that. You can't think that way. It's, I got more work to do to get on that level, and then you're Jay chilling. It's just that consistency to... 10,000 hours. Yes. 10,000 hours. Year, day after day, week after week, minute after minute. Literally, bro. Every day. It's mundane, the process to getting there. But one, it's going to be so mundane that you got to enjoy it. You got to oh, enjoy yeah. the, the the mundanity. That's probably Stop not and smell the roses. Word, but yeah, exactly. Like you said earlier, Every before we started, stop and smell the roses. Yeah. Well, no, you said something the other day that resonated with me. You said you should never look down. You should only be looking up. Yes. And that stuck with me ever since. Yes. Touch on that and what that means to you. Yeah. So, um, this goes back to kind of what I was just saying where, uh, Mark, he said, like, you're pretty damn good. And, like, as, like, a personal respect to myself, not trying to be ignorant or anything, like, I know I can make something that looks kind of cool. But I look at someone else's stuff and I'm like damn like I got a lot to work to do I could do the vice versa and only follow people who are not as good as me or who are not like more talented or spend more time than me and look at this I'm like I can do that I can do that I can do that and there are people like that and they get stuck one perfect example to me is Lil Xan Lil Xan he was mediocre at best a little catchy <laughs> but I feel like he and I don't know him personally whatsoever like all this bullshit this is just theoretical with the way his career went just going up he probably at the point when Betrayed is getting 100 million views he's probably like I'm on top like I'm the best right now I'm like my song's number one on Spotify all this stuff and instead of like looking up towards like maybe global charts at that point like when you get to that point looking up and seeing like I need to be there he's probably looking down he's like damn look I got a song higher than Chris Brown or something like that yeah Yeah, exactly you always no matter what your profession is it could be a desk job it could be a sport it could be an art it can be anything you got not really know where you stand but know where you want to be compared to where you are now and like that's the difference between looking down and looking up to me so. There's always an aspect of what we do that can be can be tweaked, that can be fixed, that can go a different direction, that can look different, that and can that's sound what goes different. back to the if you if you look at a video you made and you're like that's perfect, or if you look at listen to a song you hear and, or you made or a beat you made and you're like that's perfect, no it's not, nothing's ever perfect, nothing is ever perfect. It can always be done a little bit better, and you may not be able to do it better now, but you can add that inspiration into like your next work of art or your paper or whatever you're doing so it really is always look up never look down number one rule Uh, that's a that's a rule that a lot of people don't follow man i think a lot of people get chewed up and spat off literally i think don't they don't follow it because another thing that changed my life a phrase that changed my life my aunt when i started my internship um, in 2017 whenever it was uh, I was super nervous right I was going into like a big boy job you know all this stuff and uh, she told me a phrase that I kept with me in everything I do you don't know what you don't know until you know you don't know it right so that looking up looking down they don't know that they don't know that so that they can't apply it to themselves you know right. and that goes with anything like if like let's say you start editing videos today you don't know what masking is so how can you use masking because you don't know what it is and how can you learn masking because you don't know 
You're to search for it. it even exists. Exactly. Yeah. So, ignorance is bliss, and um, if someone tells you something that you don't know, whether it has any regard to your personal life or not, you should respect that. Maybe you'll throw it out of your brain like a day later or something because it just doesn't matter to you, or maybe it resonates with you because you didn't know that you didn't know it until then, and then you can carry that on through life. So those those two phrases look up not down and you don't know what you don't know till you don't know it. It's 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 like a it's like a it's like a tongue twister or whatever. But it's it's true. It's so real. It's so real. And I like those type of little things. I can never be more grateful for like people giving to me because information is the most valuable thing. We're in the information age, so information is worth more than a dollar. Yeah, because information can get you that dollar. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. There's, there's like a, it's like the food chain. It's like exactly. information, then dollar, and then like clout. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, wow. like literally. Like, I fucking hate that. Word. Yeah, exactly, wow. dude. Okay, this little side tangent. I'm not. I love. Okay, before I get into Drake, because when he <laughs> says that line, life's good. He's like, what does he say? He says, uh, this is, this is not clout. Oh, bitch, this is funny. Not not clout. Yeah. That line is amazing. That's like, like, I'm not the biggest Drake fan because of recent. Old Drake, love him, whatever. But that line right there, oh my God. He may not have written it, but he said it and I heard it and that's all I need. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, this is fame, not clout. Like, there you go. That's someone who knows, bro. Like, information? money clout well yeah. like there's like information like self-respect and love and then money well yeah if we're going but by Maslow's we're not going super me, into yeah, it we're yeah, going yeah. yeah we're going on Ryan Hartswig yeah. yeah it's just like a Hearts, wait Hartshorn Hartshorn H-A-R-T-S-H-O-R-N Hartshorn yeah so Ryan Hartshorn Instagram underscore Ryan R-Y-A-N Hartshorn H-A-R-T-S-H-O-R-N underscore and then also we are DMP Follow we are DMP before you follow me. I didn't even have to tell him to plug himself. Look at that. He's super media <laughs> trained already. Super media I'm about trained. it, bro. I'm about super it. I've been, I've been on the grind today, so it's just like the only thing in my head. I, dude, I'm going to have to go back to work tomorrow. I'm going to be like, I got to run food. I got to run food? Why can't I create something? Why can't I take a video of this? I don't know. It's, it's it, I don't know. That's the that's the shit. That's a life, bro. That's a life. Yeah, there's always gonna some, gonna be something that's gonna keep you grounded. You gotta make money to do what you want. You need money to do what you want. Even if you're doing what you want, there's certain aspects of doing what you want that are shitty. Oh, for sure, <laughs> dude. <laughs> for sure, dude. I'm sitting there clicking keyframes for three hours over like a thirty second clip. Like that shit boring as fuck. No. But I get done. And I'm like, I'm glad I did that. So. Just like going to the gym. No one really wants to go to the gym. But after you go to the gym for three months, you're like, damn, I'm glad I went to the gym for three months. Mm-hmm. So, some crazy shit. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you got any more um, questions? I don't know. I, I could talk forever, but... I mean, yeah, I don't... Uh, I don't know. This is always the part in the middle of the podcast where I get stuck on questions. Oh, yeah. How'd you... How'd you guys Mike? Or how did you guys meet Mike? Okay, so... I'd like to hear that story. Yeah, yeah. So... Mike met JR um, before we had gone to Summer Smash. So this is like, they probably met in like 2016 or something. Um, 
Mike was in some fraternity. I don't remember what fraternity it was. But he knew Ryan Robinson, who is our other roommate. And they... Oh, yeah, shout out Ryan Robinson, Young Lenny. Young and, Lenny. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so they met through that. And then Mike had mentioned that he made music to JR. And JR... Uh, or Mike had invited him. Either Mike invited him or JR asked his studio and he was making a song, Flower Boy, listen to it. And when they got... When he got there, JR was like, this is amazing. Like, Mike busted that song out in, like, two hours or something. So, uh, when he found out about that, he also told me about him. I hadn't met him. So, fast forward, like, a year later, I meet him. We're, like, playing basketball together or something. And I, like, listen to his shit and, like, start to him. I'm like, okay, like, this is the real fucking deal. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no playing around with this. Like... There's one thing for me to be working by myself, but once you get another, like, like, I'm not going to say, like, he has talent. Like, he's raw talent and hard work. It's like the combination of both talent and hard work. They're both there. Like, you can visibly see it in his music. You can hear it when he talks. You can see it in his actions. And, like, from that moment, it was just like, I'm not meeting you. I'm living with you. Like that's where we're going and we both have that same kind of mindset so things just kind of clicked together really well and it was another like top 10 thing that like random occurrence that happened in my life that I'll never forget it's amazing it's crazy it's crazy how stuff works out man yeah you just gotta keep your head down and work and life will come to you speak it into existence you guys mesh so well together too that's something that I've noticed since I've been personalities are a big thing that's like one thing with me and JR like since DMP is like our baby Mm -hmm. like it's we'll work with like we'll work with people but like to like to really bring somebody in like It's it's gotta be like you gotta have the talent you gotta have hard work and you just gotta have like be the right person like if, if one of those three seems suspect then it's just like it's off like we'll work with you but you, like there's no like you're part of DMP or stuff like I don't know like it sounds like really douchey but it's like our standards are high yeah you know because we know what we do and we know like how hard we work and if someone comes in and they don't put in that same type of effort same type of energy then what's the point of them being here you know so True. It's a team. Gotta work as a team. No, these are. This is, and that's why I love doing it, because this is the one of the few times where creatives get to sit down and actually just talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, uh, creatives, we got to be quiet a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. a lot of us are introverted. I know I am. I'm introverted to a certain degree, even though I got a podcast <laughs> and I love you all. Everybody has been on. Everybody. Shout out after party. But at the same time, it's like, man. I would be the same way without the camera than with the camera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I know that. Yeah, so, yeah. Like, I don't know. It's just it's just different for me. When you go to the um, the artist being introvert, it's yeah. so true. It's so true. I think it's because I think more artists are introverted because that's how the best way they feel they can express themselves, which kind of seems like an obvious thought, you know. Yeah. But if you have someone who's really uh charismatic and this is definitely once again does not apply to all people this is just my personal general thought Mm -hmm. um i agree with you though so yeah (laughs) it's not just you but uh if someone's like super charismatic and open and they're like like friends with everybody doing all this other shit they can express themselves that way and they get it out that way 
the introverted people they're like trying to figure out a way to like express themselves and like maybe like show themselves to the world like for me I do that through my art like I can sit down and talk to anybody about anything but I would rather bring like a visual representation to like what I think or like how I feel about something than just like I don't know using word like talking creatively to somebody who's not creative I don't know how to describe it it's like a different language yeah it is it is because like they may think they understand but do they like really understand I don't know it's just like weird to me but introverted people I think are more artistic from my experience I've met way more introverted people introverted people who are artistic than like the opposite yeah where you going to school you're going to school and you're yes. gonna be in a room full of introverts. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You yes. got. He, don't let him be humble. He got into one of the most pre- prestigious mm-hmm. schools in Cincy. Yes, probably Ohio. Yeah, arts I, I got into um, so, I, I got into the Art Academy of Cincinnati, and it has like a forty percent acceptance rate. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> right, like, come on, man. <laughs> and they, um, I sent him my portfolio, and when I was just trying to apply, because I saw the acceptance rate, I was like, dude. Like please, just like get in. So that's like there's a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, please, just like let me in because, like, it's just tough. Right. It's just tough as like you're putting your work out in front of somebody and they're like judging if you're good enough based on it. They get swatted. Yeah, exactly. Like, and um, I got an email back and my eyes are super bad. By the way, guys, like I'm like (laughs) legally blind. Like I'm legally blind. Yeah. P.O.P. Hold it down. <laughs> but uh, I can't drive. <laughs> um, I'm like legally blind. So they sent me this email, right? And it was the acceptance letter. And the font is like literally this big, right? So I like figured it was like either accepted or denied. So I just yeah. read the first sentence and said accepted, right? And I was like, thank God, dude. <laughs> but like I wasn't like that hyped about it. Because I was like, I was pretty confident. But I was like, in the back of my head, I was like, dude, I've told so many people I'm going here. Like if I get declined, I'm going to be pissed. But, um, uh, so I send it to my mom or whatever, right? Because whenever something big happens, my mom is, like, the first person I tell, um, always, because she just, like, means the world to me. But, um, I send it to her, and she goes, did you know you got a scholarship? I was like, what? I was like, what the fuck do you mean? What are you talking Yeah, I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, you got a $60,000 scholarship to go, like, to school over four years or whatever. And I was, like, at that point, I was like... Oh my god. Like that's like another one of those things when you're an artist, you don't really understand the value of what you do until like somebody uh like in the same field kind of like shows respect or shows love to what you do. Yeah. And you asked me It doesn't so, even have to be monetarily. Yeah, it literally be like, oh man, that was dope, keep going. Yeah, like, literally. Like you mentioned this we were talking about this the other day. Um uh you asked me like what's success to you that's what you asked me you said what's success to you uh, I remember yeah, yeah. and yeah and I was just like it's being respected by the people who do the same thing as me because if you if you are respected like top tier people like the people if the Be people I respect respect me that's success I don't care how much money I have I don't care who's around me I don't care what clothes I'm wearing nothing if that's if like I'm trying to think. Um, Edward Ov on Instagram discussing. He does edits for Will Smith. Shut up, dude. <laughs> he does edits for Will Smith. I'm pretty sure he's like from Canada or something. I'm pretty sure he's not from America or uh, United States. But 
um, he's discussing. If like that guy saw my work, he's like, damn, that's pretty good. That would feel like a million dollar check. <laughs> my bank account may not feel like that, but to me, like, dude, I would be over the fucking moon. And um, why that's so important to me is because I understand if like that level of person respects me and what I do, my stuff is good enough to get me everything else that comes right. after that, which is like. I don't really care about fame that much. I mean, I would like DMP to be, like, a brand that people know and everything, but right. personally. But, it come, like, the attention comes with it. The monetary value comes with it. The um, just advantages in creating, like, maybe you get to work with some, like, that person then. Where, like, maybe that person wouldn't want to work for you if you gave them, like, $10,000. For whatever reason. Maybe they just don't like your work and there's, like, that ten grand is not worth it enough to me like it's just that's why I see respect as more of a like valued not currency but like you know like a a valued attribute I guess right it's uh it's priceless it really is it really is and that's why I always like to show love because I know how it means to me I see this man working so hard like I thought I'm trying yeah I appreciate it you're working so hard this man he what do you do on Monday uh, two podcasts and a music video? Two podcasts, two music videos. Two music videos, bro. I was tired. I have never made four videos in a... Or I've never worked on four videos in a day in my life. And I've worked for 15 hours straight before. Well, that's a different... It's a different grind. It, no, you know? it, you're right. It yeah. is a different grind. But I don't think still. I could stay up over 15 hours. Just like... You know, but I can maximize it. when I'm awake. True, true. Yeah. And that's like... That's like another reason why I have to stay up so late. Yeah. Because I'm like... I'm like... I just like push things back, you know. Like if I if I'm not feeling it, then it's like I'll start something and I'm like, this isn't it. Nope, this isn't. We'll close After Effects. We'll try again in two hours. Well, now it's twelve o'clock. Try again. Oh, that didn't work. Wait two more hours. Oh, it's two a.m. That didn't work. Two more hours. Four a.m. This works. Now I have to stay up till eight thirty in the morning to finish it so I don't lose the idea, and then wake up the next morning and go to work at eleven thirty. What is that? What do you call that? Like, you waiting for that inspiration? Um. What is that to you? What, it's a, what, for a, well, what I call it, I don't know what I call it, but for what it is to me, yeah, is, it's what separates me from other people. Because, I feel like a lot of people, like, 3.30 a.m. rolls around, 4 o'clock in the morning rolls around, even 2, even 1, like, dude, I gotta go to bed, I gotta work in the morning, like, I don't want to work, but I got to go. And, like, there's nothing, like, wrong with doing that. Just for me, being able to run on four hours of sleep and, work, like, be awake for those extra 20 hours, like, I need that. If I don't have that, I feel like I've lost my edge. So it's like in school if someone, like, you have that one kid in math class. He can get every, he can get homework done for the week in that hour that you're in that class, right? He's disgusting. But me, I, I may have to sit there and look at it for like three hours to get that same amount of work done. And like he may have gotten done faster, but like I was still able to get that end goal. And if I'm like, there's only so long you can get things done that fast, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's only, like he may hit calc two or something. He can't finish it in the class, and now he's not used to being able to, like, take it outside of school. He's going to start fucking with his mental. Yep, and you know he's going to start getting stressed because he has all this extra work to mm-hmm. build up, and he does. he's not used to, like, not having any social time or, like, stuff like that. 
and um, just being able to being able to accept that I may need those extra hours and use them to my advantage is the best thing. But get your sleep, kids. <laughs> get your sleep. Get your sleep. <laughs> literally. Literally. Not during this podcast, but get your sleep. Oh, you could sleep during the podcast. I don't really give a fuck. But, the, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But, but uh, you got an incredible work-life balance, though. Yeah, I will say, so I serve at P.F. Chang's, and, um, like, I do everything else as well, but for anyone who has this kind of, like, work-to-life where, like, you... Like, some days you just have to, like, be up that late or maybe you have to be up super early. To me, personally, if you're... If you are between the ages of 16 and 22, you should be a server. There is... I don't think... Personally, I do not think there is any other... Like, at a nice restaurant. You can't be serving at, like, Frisch's or something. (laughs) But you go serve at, like, a nicer restaurant and you... For this, like, age range, you will make the most amount of money in the least amount of time. So, and monetary value is always up to the the individual like you just gotta do your best like yeah so you gotta do your best and like $12 an hour might be a lot to somebody and it's nothing to somebody else but if you're serving um, you'll go in for like five hour shifts or maybe like you double that day but you get like an extra day off the fact that I can keep my like lifestyle without having to go to work for like eight hours a day is like kind of that savior I guess to balance it and the fact that like a lot of people they work they got work in the morning you know I could not if I'm if, like my internship I would have to be there at 8 a.m. do you know how hard it is for me to get somewhere at 8 a.m. bro it's a yeah. battle versus so, me I would love that exactly love see it's up to you the individual yeah. yeah so it took me years to get this like work-life balance down I showed up late to work a lot <laughs> from oversleeping a lot yeah. not good and um if something like that ever happens to you you i don't i'm not expecting anyone to follow this the, these footsteps that i'm laying out I'm just saying Show up late to work a lot yeah i'm Stay just up <laughs> till 11 a.m a lot to i'm just successful yes you you'll get there eventually and see how many jobs you go through first <laughs> but um my work ethic out of work also translate to work like when mm. i go to work like regardless of my sleep like i am a hard worker there it's always like my parents taught me my father one of the hardest working people and I'm sure everyone can say this not everyone but a lot of people can say this about their parents is that they like are hard working people because you have to like see as you grow up and everything but definitely just like make sure you take your work ethic everywhere it's noticed even if no one isn't saying anything about it it's it is noticed integrity integrity you know, that integrity you to really, work hard when, even when nobody's looking if you can't work hard at your day job how do you expect to be able to do your side hustle you know exactly like, or even grow your side hustle into something that you don't have to go to exactly because you're not working hard at work they're giving you less hours you're getting less money to put into the side hustle right so work ethic seriously yeah. that's like the third thing the look up look down the you don't know you don't know until you don't know and just work hard work hard Work hard and show love. Yeah. Show love to the people around you. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. You you're you're a Twitch streamer, right? Yeah. Is so. that your like form of escapism, or <sighs> is it like something that you like? What do you what do you what do you stream for? So playing video games, we know that's playing. Video yeah, games. that's different. That's yeah. a staple. But streaming, that's different. 
Yeah, it's a little different. Um, I won't say, like, my art and stuff on Instagram or, like, anywhere that I post it, obviously, is going to do more numbers than I do streaming because I put way more work into right, that. Right, exactly. Streaming. But, like, streaming for me, the first... The reason I started doing it is, one, because uh, quarantine. Like, when quarantine first started, restaurants were, like, the first ones shut down, right? So I had a lot of free time. So I was like, fuck it. Might as well. And um, I was just like, I kind of want to see... I didn't expect anything out of it, but I was like, if it's something happens, that'd be fucking sick. But um, I just wanted to kind of see what it was like to be in that medium. Because that is... I'm sorry, there's that medium is something that is shooting up, bro. And this is one last... Uh, they're not one last thing. This is comparable to... So it, basically what I'm talking about is, that, is it's shooting up, it's rapidly growing in the environment that it's in. Right. And another thing that is rapidly growing that everyone should understand, this goes back to the DMP stuff, is at our age range, 23 to 17... And even maybe like a little bit older than Probably us. Probably say like 17 to 30. What is the m- most, or not most, but like being a musician, being a rapper, being stuff like that is like, or being like a Twitch streamer, a YouTuber, is got to be the most saturated base that people are going for. Right? right? Yeah. Without a doubt. Like the, the digital entertainment industry is the most saturated thing. And everybody wants to be the face, right? So... If there's all those faces that want to be a face, someone's got to make them look good. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to make their videos good. Someone's got to make their Twitter handle, like their Twitter pictures good. All that bullshit. If you're going into like the digital arts, the Twitch streaming, the YouTube, the SoundCloud, the Spotify, the all that shit, you can find so many clients because everybody needs it because they know if they don't have that music video, if they don't have those overlays, if they don't have those emotes, if they don't have those montages they will not take the next step. Like, they need it because no, the people sh- at the top have the best ones of those already, right. right? So that whole market is open, and I really do believe that it is untapped so much. Like, Hence why DMP is a thing. Literally. It's, an, it's an, a completely untapped market. I was talking to, at my internship, I was talking to my uh, – boss there and when I was telling him I was leaving because when they had offered me the job there after I graduated I was like I need some time to think about it like two days later passed I came into him he's like so like what do you think like are you gonna accept it like like they gave me like a really good offer right and um I just like told him no and he was like no disrespect he's like you're young like you got things figured out like I completely understand he's like can I just ask why or I'm telling him I'm crying, but he's like, can, <laughs> I, good, can I just, he, he's like, can I just ask why? <laughs> and, good, bro. and I was like, how much time you got? <laughs> but, um, he, I, I told him like how much time you got. And this was like at the end of the day, right? Four thirty, we're leaving at five. And he's like, well, I got 30 minutes, I guess, kind of. And I was like, you'll probably need a little bit more time than that. So he asked me to go out to eat with him after because I was going to be ending there soon. If I wasn't accepting that job, there was, like, no reason for me to stay there. And um, I went and I sat down and talked to him, and I explained everything I'm doing. And he's like, he's like, that's super cool. He, like, looked at my stuff. He's like, yeah, like, I can never do that. All this, all this good positive stuff. And he's like, but isn't everyone else, like, trying to do that? And, like, isn't that saturated? Is it going to be, like, a tough thing to, like, go into? 
because he was uh, like me and just trying to say like I always like look at the other thing if someone's trying to do something I always want to make sure especially my friends and people I care about that they know the consequences right because a lot of people can just like put their blinders on and like miss those consequences and I will never say anything with malicious intent like that I just want to make sure that they are ready prepared and know like know what they're getting into so I learned that from him because he did that to me the whole entire time I was there anyway so I explained to him and I told him about the untapped market and he was sitting there and he just like looked at me and he's like I always knew you were a smart kid (laughs) he's like I always knew you were a smart kid he's like you do it he's like you just keep me updated on how you're doing everything I'd love to see like where you end up like it sounds like you got it down crazy and that's like another one of those points in life where you're doing something you're not making any money from it yeah you're not making any money from it and like everyone's looking down at you like everyone that I'm grad or everyone that I went to high school with they're like getting ready to graduate college and all this stuff they're like getting ready to go in their big boy jobs and like that time was like really like like hard for me to see because it was like that I should be there too but hearing like that come from someone who's in that position it's like another one of those points in life do they come every like I would say like every so often yeah every so often they hit you and it's like really makes you think it hits you it makes you step outside of yourself and be like wow like that that was surreal Mm -hmm. you know you're like what just happened it's like it's worth it because you don't know how like solid or like how validated your thoughts are and everything like you can feel like they are you can be confident in how you think and confident in how you feel and there's nothing like wrong with that but just hearing it from an outside source yeah. is comes back to that respect thing yeah. like I respected him a lot and for him to say that that meant more than like the 60k a year that I would have gotten from them yeah. because he offered me that and then he basically agreed with me declining that to go on to something else and it just like I don't know just you guys gotta appreciate that and if someone offers that to you don't ever overlook it and like just make sure you show love back you gotta appreciate every offer everything you know what I'm saying cause mm-hmm. they take the time out to see the potential in you regardless of if you say yes or no to respect what you do enough even if it's for a 9 to 5 or for a DMP or whatever yeah to at least give you the consideration of giving you something for what you do exactly bro. so that's where you respect it exactly do you nail right on the fucking head right there it's i just wish i feel like people in our age just like have not learned that yet and like that's like one of those things like you'll know when you get older like you like, ever have like a grandparents or something say that to you and you'll know when you get older it's like one of those things it's like man fuck being older bro i'm trying to realize uh, that now yeah definitely you know but play for the late game I don't know if you were there when I was talking about that late game. Oh, yeah. People, yeah, people, they play for the early game, and sometimes it works out. And, like, by early game, I mean, like, that, that, like, 17 to, like, 23 range. They, like, just play to be, like, look successful at that time. But, like, once you get past, like, 25 and stuff, you're out of college. You're not there to really like. It's not about looking cool. It's yeah. It's not about yeah. looking cool to your peers or anything anymore. Like that shit's on you now. So, it's just like that late game is like twenty seven to the rest of your life. 
if you can set yourself up, I mean, there's like you obviously you still got changes. time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. for sure, dude. That's like one thing. Like I feel so old, being twenty three. Like I'm not twenty one anymore. I waited so long to get to twenty one, right? And I'm like, damn, dude, I'm not twenty one anymore. That's so weird. But then you look at life expectancy. It's like, oh, in America, seventy, eighty. I got. 50, 60 more years left like just generally like obviously no one knows it's gonna happen tomorrow but uh that's like a lot of time that's like more time than I've been here already so if I've done this much in this time what can I do in the late game time exactly. you know when I've already gone through all the mistakes from my uh when I got done with all my mental health issues and everything I was t- about to be 22 so from like the 22 like 22 to 0 0 to 22 all the mistakes that I made there and I still got to this point where I'm at 23 how far can I get without making those mistakes <laughs> right. you know right exactly. exactly exactly and of course like there's more mistakes that are going to be made yeah. you just learn from them and you go on yeah. you know we're in a constant state of learning every second information age dude I'm telling you it's, greatest stage of all time it is it's the best time to be alive yeah. regardless of COVID regardless of like anything else that is going on in the world like there's obviously problems that need to be fixed and there's like sad things going on heartbreaking things but regardless it still is for the average well i mean i'm speaking in america Mm -hmm. the the average american is living a way better life than anyone would live 70 years ago 80 years ago could you imagine in Nope. When they yep exactly that's what I was about to say you know, it doesn't even matter it doesn't matter what I say because it's crazy bro back in New York in like nineteen oh seven when they first got the cars out people were driving without seat belts they were drive the people were walking across the road without side without like crosswalks or anything like that shit's scary they didn't have air conditioning bro call me a baby back bitch but I cannot live without some air conditioning are you kidding me well it's supposed to be easier for humanity like they fought against seatbelts being placed in cars I, for a I long saw time. that shit on twitter the yeah. other day I was like are you like and now we look at it and we're like those people are fucking why the hell would yeah. you <laughs> yeah exactly bro like I flipped my car when I was 17 and wow. yeah dude that was a, that was another really important thing to have in my life literally like yeah. I was driving to school and the greatest thing about this and literally I'm so grateful for this, like, regardless of what happened to me, I used to drive my sisters to school every single day, right? I used to drive them to school every single day. It just so happened to be OGT week that week, which is like the Ohio graduation test for you guys don't, don't, that don't know. Um, and they were in middle school at the time, and I was in high school, and I wasn't a sophomore, so I got to come in late, but they still had to go because they were in middle school, so they rode the bus that day. And oh my God, dude, if I would have flipped my car on the way to school with them in it, like I think about that shit all the time. I literally, I was literally upside down in my car on my windshield. I didn't have my seatbelt on either. I didn't Whoa. get hurt at all. I was literally on my windshield, like just like laying down on my back, bro. Oh. Shit is, life's crazy. Car accidents are 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 they're a gut check. Eye opening, bro. Yeah. Eye opening, like because at that point you're Didn't 16, 17 years old, bro. You yeah. you feel like you're invincible, low key. Because you nothing low key about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nothing low key about that. You feel like you're invincible. Some shit like that happens, but that pull life can pull you away at any second. Like that, man. And that's why you don't chase clout or money, because what stays when someone dies? Respect. 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 Kobe. Kobe's respect is gonna live on forever. R.I.P. Forever. 
and like you can say like someone's money or clout definitely is still there when they die but it's just I don't know respect it's fleeting yeah it's it doesn't mean anything no so shit's crazy I wanted to touch on uh, last thing too wanted to touch Mm -hmm. on you were talking about how DMP is like your baby Mm -hmm. and having somebody come in and work with that is is a process yeah explain that explain why creatives hold that process so dear so I think it goes back to the just it depends on the person of course depends on the people and everything um the, what's up? What's up, the, <laughs> say what's up, Ryan. Say what's up to the camera. So it depends on the people, right? I feel like I feel like people willing to let more people come in just because like they may feel like their their brand is growing because they have more people a part of it. They that is those are early game people. Those are people not playing for the late game. Those are early game people. They want that instant success, that instant gratification. And um, what goes on to like about the process and why that is a problem to me with the process is when you start having a bunch of different people, it's a bunch of random variables. Like you can't, you think you know someone, but you can't predict like how they're going to act or like maybe you guys do start to blow up a little bit and then they like start like turning on you. I don't know. So keeping it super small is just like if I'm going to once again we're going back to the sleep schedule I bring this up way more than I should <laughs> but if I'm going to stay up till 7am to finish a project three nights in a row then I want someone else who's going to do the same thing you know it's like you're a team you need to count on your teammates and you need to make sure that they can count on you it goes back to respect if I respect my teammates that means I can count on them if they respect me that means they can count on me you know and that kind of process is like something that doesn't happen right away you know like that takes time like I need to like someone can say that they work this much and say that they do this much but have I seen it have I seen them working and been like you really think you're gonna outwork me like if, if someone wants to be a part of DMP and they're outworking me they can be a part of it but they're not gonna be outworking me much no, longer Right. And again, healthy competition. It's like you maybe beat me to the ball this time. The next time, I'm gonna beat you to the ball, and we're just gonna keep going back and forth, and that's gonna push us. So, it really just comes down to that late game theory once again, and being critical in a non-negative way of like when people come to you. Right. Like, if you're an artist and you can't be okay with someone saying like what you're doing isn't our type of work or like what you're doing isn't like up to our standards maybe work on it a little bit and come back and see like see what happens once you've like learned a little more and like grew a little more as an artist then you shouldn't be an artist that was like like that would be like part of the process of getting a DMP like we would have to see we would have to see someone be able to because we critique ourselves personally a lot and each other and we both know that we can take it and if you add someone in because they're really good and then like maybe like they do something that isn't like our type of style or our type of like vibe and then we say something to it and then everything just blows up because they think that we hate them now or like insecurities and stuff like that just people being random variables 
I don't like like I like being in control. Not like no, oh no, it's not like a control freak, yeah. but it like it's my baby, you know. Right. Like I don't want someone to come and like fuck my baby up, right? right? Because yeah, I could like if God forbid and or like anything bad happening to DMP. Not saying that whatsoever, but if something did happen, could I probably go and do something on my own? Probably, but I just wouldn't. Like I don't I don't know how I feel about it, but it's just like if if well. DMP got fucked up because of someone else, bro, my artistic like abilities personally, I don't think it would be able to like overcome that. Just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I would be so mad for so long because the work that was put in just like done for nothing so I don't know I think people need to be really careful about and like working with someone and having them join is completely different yeah. right and that's like the distinction I make. we are yeah. down to work with a lot of people we, we want to work with as many people as we can because the more people you work with the more information you get the more respect you get uh, the more you just get to grow as a brand a person an individual a group everything we want to work with as much people it's just like getting like we've had people like send us photos or like stuff like that and like we should like work together and stuff and then like they start talking about like join like not joining but like being a part of dmp or i guess joining being a part of the same thing and we're just like no like and there's no disrespect it's just like no <laughs> like i don't know how to describe it to i kind of treat working with people like them joining yeah, it's like joining the friend group, but not joining the family. Exactly. That's like how, like, if you're part of the family, like, you got to earn your spot in the family because we earned our spots. You got to earn it's like, it's like the It's like the JV and the varsity team. Exactly. Kinda like, you can play JV, you can be there, you'll do your thing, but you got to earn your spot for the varsity spot. And no disrespect, you just got to, if they did it, you can do it kind of thing. And... We're not opposed to people joining. It's just like a very serious thing, you know. You have to treat it that way, or it's not gonna grow like it needs to be. Exactly, bro. Yeah. You fuck my baby up, I'll fuck you up. It's literally sitting in an incubator, just yeah. growing at the literally, you know, bro. And I'm just like waiting feel. for this bitch to hatch open. I'm like, okay, then wreak fucking havoc. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally, dude. Like, one the, and like I'm not gonna try to keep going too long, but the You're most, the most important. Or what we're trying to, what I'm trying to do is with digital media is the, uh, so you brought up, um, what did you bring up? Holy shit. It's, uh, like, oh, 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 wait. So the saturate, do you know how I was talking about the saturation? Um, bringing the, there's so many faces that want to be like on the screen or like on the Twitch stream or like anything like that. I want like Cole Bennett has done this well. He has a face for the production. Like he has created a brand built around him and like it's like people see Cole Bennett and like that's Cole Bennett. I personally think I could go to anybody our age range that like all the frat houses over here down in Probasco, ask them like, Do you guys know who Cole Bennett is? Like they would say yeah. say yeah. They would say yeah. Like can you name another video producer? Another editor? not a fucking chance dude I doubt they can maybe one person out of every like hundred could but I want people to really respect 
like the effort and the work that's put into it and give credibility to like the visual artists because it's needed like people spend more time on those music videos than those rappers or like musicians would ever spend on their song and that needs to be like shut off recognized exactly put on a pedestal literally dude it needs like it needs to be respected just like the common person and they don't need to sit there and like bow down to it or whatever but like i would just like to see uh a video producer like show up on tv or something i don't know for just like fun like cole bennett got ted talk or not cole wait we're here (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I got it. Video producers, we're here. Literally, we're TV. here. We're here. This is damn near TV. Right? Yeah, literally. I mean, it's it's basically there. It's TV yeah. of twenty twenty. True. Yeah. True. But, but no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it just, I really like that's something that's really important to me. I think that's another thing that like propels me because I have like a motive for myself, but also for others. Like, I want it doesn't have to be me. It doesn't have to be DMP. But if we can help the process. Of kind having. of inspire to inspire. Exactly, exactly. You hit it right on the nose, man. Definitely, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But thank you for coming. Yeah, definitely, bro. Appreciate it. Was a long, yeah. it was a long one, but it was good. Oh, man. Some good dude. quality. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys wrong. on the next episode, man. Peace out. See you guys.